So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double tap does what the f- he wants. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WTS 121. 121. Good man, Graham. Yeah. I like how you come in there with the actual digits. Yeah. To just cement. WTS 121. No longer chapters. No, no. Oh, man, the effort of chapters. And then typing it when it's doing the episode description and all that. We just grew up. We matured out of chapters. Did we ever explain the chapters thing? Because we thought it would be clever because it's a What's the Story podcast. We are like, let's not have episodes. Let's have chapters. Yeah, being geeks. That's how wanky we were. <laughs> yeah. It was you just being a geek, to be honest. Yeah, my name's Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. And we're coming to you from Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Go to Fitzpatrick the Gorgeous Castle. Fitzpatrick's. Cut me off in the middle of the Sorry. Plug, man. That's If they hear that, Graham, they won't be happy. They won't hear. No, okay. Fitzpatrickcastle.com, lads. Don't check it out. Go to it. Because you check out of a hotel and don't want you to check out. Remember that. They're getting a facelift as well and it's lovely. Do you know what, right? I was never mad into the colour grey, but I, I drove by that and I was like, it's not a bad look. For a castle, it's still a castle, mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? I'm very content with it. Yep. Shall we just jump straight into the guest? Absolutely. 100%. Not, we don't, we're not physically, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jump in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not too late to leave, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you brought me to the castle. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining. Do you remember the Shining? I do. Yeah. And it's that time of year. So. It is that time of year. Um, our guest this week, lads, is the host of um, one of the newest podcasts on the block and a great podcast at that. And uh, a horde.ie journalist and former news director for mm. FM. Very yeah. official title, that. The wonderful Neve Mar. Thanks for having me, lads. This is brilliant. No, thanks for coming out to us because you had the trick. I, ha- <laughs> I, I have no idea where I am, to be honest yeah, with really? you. I have no idea where I am yet, but it's a really beautiful castle. It's great, isn't it? I have to say, when I was walking down here to try and find you, the music that was just coming at me from all sides of the hallway. The opera. I, I thought I was getting married. Yes. I actually kind of slowed down a little bit and just started walking one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I mean, you actually I, arranged that for you. Yeah, oh, I felt great. You know, there was, yeah. I had no man and no father walking me down the aisle, but it did, it felt yeah. lovely. This place is great. It is, yeah. Thanks That's for having it. me. We will just play that on loop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every week. Every week. Before every interview. Yeah. 20 minutes into the interview. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then. I like the music. Um, how's the forum anyway? The forum's great, yeah. Love Everything's it. going good. The podcast, as you said. I don't Smiling. think you said the name of it, though. Girls with Goals. Yeah. Mm. So you just have to get the plug in nice and early. Yeah. I think I did say it, but just in case, lads. Girls with Goals. Yeah, Girls with Goals. Just in case. Yeah, uh, yeah it's great. It's going well. It's very new now in comparison mm. to your podcast and... Uh, Fairly new on the block, four weeks in. Deadly. So, uh, so yeah, it seems to be hitting the right notes so far anyway. But again, mm. it's very early doors yet, so we're going to see how it goes. But, I mean, I'm having great crack doing They're it. They're taking so. over, aren't they, podcasts? Podcasts are taking over. I mean, every single day. We talk about it now in work, like, every single day there's a new podcast on the block. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think mm. it's great. Like, I love podcasts. Um, but I was I was in radio for the guts of a decade, and I always yeah. wanted to do something like this, and I always wanted to move into it. But I suppose it was finding the right company and finding the right platform and making sure that it was the right product. Because like you say, everybody's doing podcasts now. Mm. And not saying that 
everybody's doing shit podcasts but there's a lot of podcasts out there that are a little bit I, I just would never want to make a pointless podcast mm. you know I just want to make yeah. sure that it's something that's kind of getting to the people that want to listen to it you get a mm. podcast people want to listen to that's it you're golden you know yeah definitely yeah. so so far people seem to be listening to it not tooting my own horn but uh <laughs> beep beep so <laughs> I'm hoping that we're just gonna continue but I mean the thing with a podcast I think is if you talk to people who you kind of want to go for a drink with that's like yes 100%. That that's is. my base level like if I want to talk to people and then afterwards you want to keep talking to them or you want to go to the pub and have pints with them, then I think you're getting it right. Because there seems to be, particularly in Ireland, this almost rotation of the same faces that you see on every single show, that you see on every single radio station. And I think it's a little bit boring in terms of like female-focused stuff anyway, as like obviously I'm a woman. And I, I just, there wasn't a huge amount of media that I kind of was excited to consume yeah, I, really? I would I would have always listened to American podcasts and it was usually comedy podcasts. So like female comedians in America were just making these really exciting, really funny podcasts. And I just, you know, I was listening to podcasts and stuff here and like I just wasn't laughing that much, mm. you know, and like not being really specific with anything. Every Every podcast has its place and every podcast has its audience. But I just thought there was a little gap in the market for maybe a podcast that kind of touched on some serious topics. But at the same time, like my friends and like people that I sit around with in her.ie at the editorial table, women who can also take the piss out of themselves mm. and who can also like have a good laugh and who are also talking about sex as well as politics as well as food what we're reading what we're watching all that kind of stuff so that was kind of my aim with girls with goals and still evolving still yeah. still learning every time we record an episode so do you think um do you know you, you have um a lot of years behind you in the radio industry yeah. as well do you think um how do i put this question oh jesus Uh-oh. oh jesus no it's just Radio, I think, I think kind of the, the evolution of podcasts mm. and the formats. Sometimes, especially in Ireland now, the amount of people that are doing podcasts, it seems to be a lot of people as well that have a bit of experience in radio. Yeah. Do you think it's because they can do what they want on the podcast? And do you think that radio might have to evolve and kind of release the shackles and let presenters do what they want? I mean, it's a good question because, like, the reason why... I wanted to do a podcast was I was always in news so I was like straight out of college in a newsroom in radio and it was always journalism and and then over the years as my career kind of evolved I became a part of a lot of different breakfast crews and I was always the news girl in that kind of breakfast sandwich and I was almost a little bit of the the token female I suppose but I was realizing more that actually the most enjoyment I was getting from it was the the content that we were creating together as a team mm. and it was the stuff that was in between all the songs and it was the stuff in between all the ads and I think why podcast is so appealing now is the same reason why streaming services are so appealing now for Netflix. It's having that instantaneous click that you yeah. want to listen to. And it's not about not having ads and it's not about not having that commercial aspect because obviously everything is commercially viable and you need to be like, these things are a business. But it's that thing of if you can hit on something that someone wants to listen to straight away, why would they want to listen to you know, seven competitions in one hour and a string of music that they're not really into. So, I mean, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as much about the presenter getting to talk as much. It's more about 
what people want to listen to and about being a part of the conversation like some of the biggest compliments I've had on the podcast so far are from men and women alike because I know the name can be a bit like well I'm not a girl Mm. but like I'm getting a lot of like feedback from men that's like it's actually really interesting to hear that and a lot of women that are getting in touch with me are saying I felt like I was in that conversation and I felt like I was included in it. So, I mean, yeah. it's this more kind of long form chat, essentially, that I think is more appealing to people. And and even though radio is, is will definitely always have a place and I think it will have a place definitely in our lifetime anyway, it's just people are choosing what they want to consume in terms of media and they're becoming, you know, it's almost like, in Ireland in particular, for decades and for generations, we've always been told what we're meant to watch, what we're meant to listen to, what we're meant to, like, everyone sits around and watches, watches the fucking Angelus at Six Bells, you know, like, that's Still. all. Yeah, I mean, and that's always been the way. And now it's actually like, well, actually, no, you know, I've got this 40-minute commute to work every day, so I'm going to listen to exactly what I want to listen to. And you just always think about... Like, well, I always bring it back to what I'm scrolling through and what catches my attention. And if it's something that I find interesting, then I would hope to think that the content that I'm creating is interesting for people who are in the same kind of boat as me. I think there, you said two things, I think that like hit the nail on the head for me. I think the commuting side of it is definitely a big thing because more and more people now, and I don't want to bring up the fucking property crisis, but... yeah. People are being forced further and further afield, so Absolutely. then that drive becomes longer and longer. So definitely, you want a comfort zone where. Yeah. But what goes along with that then is, cars now are all built so that your phone connects directly to it, and you mm. play everything through your phone. Like so, yeah. you have Spotify, and now cars have Apple CarPlay and Google yeah. Play and all this. So like, the, the kind of accessibility to online on demand straight away is right there cars have wi-fi now for god's sake sure buses have usb we're, we're, yeah, yeah. we are in the age of technology we're in it yeah we're in look it. around lads. we're living it we're living it it's happening um but yeah no i mean and that's why i think that's why i think there's so many podcasts popping up as well because you know it, it can be a double-edged sword though because somebody has a good idea and then they think everybody wants to listen to this and mm. like you know yourselves lads having a podcast that has the longevity of a couple of years like it's not it's not easy like you know everybody has different ways of doing it everybody has different formats of doing it and stuff but you have to commit to it and you have to make sure that it's something that people want to listen to and and want to engage with and and if you get something like that that you think maybe hits on a nugget of something that Irish people or even global people are doing I mean like look at Serial you know like that was something that just took over the entire world did you listen to it? yeah I never did the first series was deadly the second series was a bit underwhelming I actually dropped off yeah in the second series I got three episodes in and I was like but it's that kind of thing like it's that kind of appeal there's something Mm. about listening to something that I just think will never get old but I do think that for me it was a very conscious decision to move into digital media because I felt like in radio you know there was nowhere else for me to go in terms of a path you know like you always I think should look ahead in what you're doing and I feel like if you're not learning and if you're not you know fulfilling yourself creatively then you have to look at other mediums I probably should have gotten out a little bit earlier I turned 30 and all of a sudden I was just like shit I need to jump out of a plane I need to make a podcast I need to cut my hair I need to go blonde and I did like three-fourths of that so you know I'll get around to the plane thing eventually I I went blonde when I was like 17 it's a big commitment yeah Yeah. bigger commitment than a podcast yeah Yeah. don't do it that's because you just wanted to be Brian O'Driscoll yeah I had had me who doesn't Yeah. yeah I still do Still do. Do you Tur- think? 30 today and I still, well, when this goes out, 
technically. Oh, you're 30. Happy birthday. Yeah, when is it your birthday? Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. Today, for the listeners. Hello. Yeah, this goes out today. Just, yeah. Well, so, happy, birthday. Yeah. happy birthday. So unashamedly thrown that in there. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. It was his birthday a couple of weeks ago. He said, nothing. Happy birthday. You done Jesus. Yeah, no, I feel like I should have brought something. No, 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 when, no. When you get to a certain age, uh, I just always. Uh, yeah. 33, I think. Yeah, I just mm. turned you're 31. Looking at, no, you're not. Yeah, 31. Jesus. You little charmer. <laughs> Absolute charmer. You got in there before me, you dope. Tell you. I learned from you, Graham. Um, I have a question about cereal. Do you think it would have worked if it was on radio? Like, would people have listened to it if it was on radio? I don't... See, I, I just feel like they're so starkly different mediums yeah. that I just don't know. I mean, pro- probably. To be honest with you, the content was so good and it was such incredible investigative journalism that, yes, I'd say it would have succeeded no matter what but I think the fact that it was a podcast not only made it so compelling but it also brought probably people who had never even thought about podcasts before or who thought like oh yeah like I'm into podcasts but you're not going to listen to something for an hour Mm, I think it brought in an audience of people who say weren't maybe geeks like us you know who are really compelled by the medium of podcast into it. So I think the reason why it was a podcast probably attributed to its success, but I feel like in terms of the story and in terms of the content, it probably would have worked no matter what platform mm-hmm. it was on. Like I would have watched it if it was on Netflix as I well. I definitely yeah, would have watched it. Been, yeah, it yeah. It's like Making a Murderer or The Keepers, you yeah. know, like those yeah. are the kind of things that you I just... I fell off Making a Murderer. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. We've had this conversation with No, him. and I don't like Stranger Things either, lads, before you I've never seen that. Stranger Things. No, I oh, thought Stranger Things is amazing. No. Is it about aliens? Um, Nobody can tell you what it's about. This is this is my issue with it. Yeah. Unless you can t- describe it to me, it's like the first game we play in Girls with Goals. Unless you can describe something to me in six words or less, I'm yeah. not into it. So, can you describe Stranger Things to me in six words or less? Um, that counts as word. And don't say aliens because I gave you that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Goonies, the Lost Boys. That's five, man. You're on five. You take out the if you want. No, leave the leave the. I'm struggling here. <laughs> the Goonies, the Lost the Boys. Goonies, Lost Boys. One more. <laughs> I don't know. Nasty See, no, so don't watch oh, it. I've never yeah. seen the Goonies or the Lost Boys. Did you watch Boys. the new It? No, are you kidding me? Do you not like Absolutely it? not. Why? Because I don't like being scared. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, honestly. It's not scary. It is jumpy, but it's not really scary. It's real, it's real like Stand By Me. Okay. I like Stand By Me. I love Stand By Me. Stranger Me. Things is like a bit like Stand no, By Me. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Are you having a clue anyway? Are there aliens in it? <laughs> There's like a... a it's a sci-fi element and it's real the darker side yeah there is a creature in it he's struggling to explain it <laughs> is this like when the polar bear was in Lost and everybody was just like what oh, the f- fuck I never yeah. watched Lost it was, don't it was an absolute genuinely right that show fucked with everybody because it was like holy shit are they on the island are they off the island what's going on what's, is that a fucking polar bear yeah <laughs> literally the I mean. polar bear came out of nowhere yeah. I have to say what I there's something that I love about spoilers like I will love not watching a film and then just sitting down with someone who's watched it and get them to explain it to me and I love like not reading a book and then somebody going are you sure like I've never seen Game of Thrones and sometimes I just (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes I literally just a guy sits beside me watches it and sometimes I'll just ask him like what happened in the third episode or why is this guy blind or, or why does he not have a penis or do you know like I'll just <laughs> yeah. I'll just ask these questions and I'll get really deep into this one episode of it but I don't like hype 
around things oh. so I don't like like I've, I haven't seen Wonder Woman for example because there was so much hype about it that I just wasn't arsed Oy. and then it goes for years sometimes yeah. and then I miss out on like, like I've never seen The Sopranos I've never seen some of the big I'm so, oh. I'm so sorry oh yeah me too <laughs> yes finally because this fucker for like oh, since sorry. the dawn of time has been going on about the Sopranos. And Never I was just, seen it. Yeah. It's, it's too much hype. And that's not me trying to be alternative. That's not that me is try- you trying to no, be alternative. it's no. not me it trying is. to be the cool. It is. The TVs are trying to be cool. It's no. not me trying no. to be cool. I would love to engage in those conversations, but I'm just not arsed. And also, if I can watch Game of Thrones over a weekend, grand, but I, I'm too far past it now. Apparently mm. it's 72 hours or something yeah. ridiculous. So I'm, I'm just, it's lost. It's a lost cause. I, I've just watched Game of Thrones for a second time because... Uh, Oxana's the same idea before she was like I couldn't be arsed couldn't be arsed yeah. couldn't be arsed and then eventually she kind of went I don't see you get excited about Anton unless it's a spice bag so I need to see okay, this okay well there you go yeah, so I'm not going to tell you that I've never had a spice bag well, but uh, yeah. I've never had a spice bag what I've never had a spice bag ah for fuck's sake I know Sopranos I, and spice bags what is wrong so that's I, all I, the time we have for it <laughs> <laughs> Nia thanks for your time <laughs> I know I know I was never going to bring that up but yeah I wrote an article on her.ie about how when I was growing up and stuff we, I never really ate McDonald's and stuff like this that was nothing to do with hype that was just my parents weren't into it so yeah. I have eaten McDonald's by the way <laughs> <laughs> but uh Thank yeah God, right. but yeah no I love a spoiler love a spoiler people hate spoilers but are you uh, are you going to get to the Sopranos are you going to get to the Sopranos probably not not anytime soon why I'm just not arsed can I tell you another thing that I don't watch things illegally either. So oh, okay. I don't I don't download things illegally and I don't really know how to Either do I, watch to things like you know, it's like or oh, you can yeah. just download or, or stuff like I don't really know how to do that. So if I if it's not on Netflix or yeah. terrestrial TV right it's now. It's too complicated I won't I won't do that. Hang it. on, but, but, right. You can go on to like Google Play Store or like Amazon and stream it for like a Euro. See I did not know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah, Google Play Store. Like I'm watching the the new Planet of the Apes, like the the from from what though? What do you mean on the Play Store? So you want to like Google Play Store and they do movies? Yeah, they do movies. You, it's, it's like renting. It's like the new Extra Vision. You, oh, and it's not Netflix as such. You just and box sets on, and all box sets and everything. Yeah, like so. I'm Never I'm after watching the the first I, two I of the this. new Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Apes, and Rise of the Apes, or something like that. Never noticed. I didn't um, know that either. Yeah. and I have to say, like in terms of streaming things although i'm talking about digital media and it's the way of the future and stuff you wouldn't miss the l box set wouldn't you like oh, you'd no, miss listen, the dvd box set. box set you'd miss extra i spent a huge amount of time in my childhood walking around extra vision <laughs> yeah. i never like necessarily HMV. rent anything but i would walk around for hours hmv lads yeah oh my god i used to love getting paid and i'd go into hmv i'd spend about 100 quid in dvds i'd watch two of them you know what I mean? Like it was. I loved it. It was like what, a hobby. What about extra vision when you'd get if you got something at one o'clock, it was a euro if you got it or one pound or whatever, punt if you brought it back by six. Oh, oh yeah, you'd run home. Yeah. Oh, you'd be brilliant. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cheapest chips. If you had it overnight, I think it was like two fifty, but if you if you rented it at twelve, midday or one o'clock and you had it brought back by six, it was a pound. Jesus. Yeah. We used to do that. Mighty ducks too, we oh. tore the show. And it's just not the same with the kiosks. You know the little extra vision kiosks that are popping uh, up now? Yeah. It's not the same because <clears throat> obviously there's nobody working in the kiosks. But yeah. do you remember the, the lads who used to work in extra vision were always good crackers? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're like sound. comic 
uh, comic book yeah. guy ever since. Oh, yeah, they were a good bit, crack. Yeah. And you yeah. just like run around through the aisles. And yeah. sure, yeah. that was where we would hang out. Like our local Dunn stores was right yeah. beside an extra vision. So we would literally gather. All my friends would hang around. And the best position that you could get was leaning on the bin right beside <laughs> extra vision. And when I think about it now, that's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like, you have to get down there early or else you won't get on the bin. <laughs> like, that was the thing. So our thing was just to try and lean on the bin. That's so disgusting. So, and then you go into extra vision like once every kind of 15 minutes or 20 minutes walk around and walk back out yeah, yeah no, we have a that belly yeah, break I was going to say yeah Tesco no loitering <laughs> we, was, we just like three rows sports section horror yeah. section yeah, yeah new releases um, so when you weren't leaning on bins and, uh, and that kind of thing do you, do you watch like anything or like if somebody uh, said yeah, to you, if somebody I'm, said like what's your favourite show or what's like recommend a box set to me like so I would be very into true crime documentaries. Right, okay. That would be like, I had a, I have had serious issues with psychopaths. Not issues, but like I'm fascinated by the minds of criminals. Really? Yeah, like hugely. As in a few years back. As in why I, they do it? Like. As in why they do it. Yeah, I just love the psychology behind it. Like I did a diploma in criminology and everything just oh, really? once when I was kind of in my job and not really like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in my current job. I was in my previous job and I just wanted to learn more. So I was like, this is it. I'm going to go and I'm going to interview people on death row and I'm going to do these documentaries. It's going to be amazing. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do this diploma in criminology and I'll find out all about it. And it was literally me and like eight guards. And that was it. And the, <laughs> and the reason why they were doing it was because they were trying to get to the rank of detective. And here yeah. I was thinking I was going to be like the next big thing. In, in <laughs> the next Louis Theroux. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was like, this is it. And it was just so fascinating though. I loved it. But this is it. I just love. And actually one of the things that's come out now on, on Netflix is Mindhunter. Have you yes. seen it? I've heard about it. I really it. want to watch yeah, this. Yeah, so I, wa- I haven't watched it fully yet. But those kind of things, it's not true crime obviously, but it's about this guy who essentially coins the term serial killers back in the 70s. Yeah. So he's like interviewing these people. And it's just, I just find it so fascinating because it's, it's concentrating on there was always method to crime. As in there was always, you know, like the, the criminals of the wild, wild west and stuff. They're always doing it for financial gain. But then all of a sudden, you know, these kind of killings would come along and there was no method. It was strangers and it was for all these different reasons and nobody could really understand why somebody would go and become a serial killer. And so this show now is kind of looking at that and looking at it from the point of view of somebody who's he's a hostage negotiator and he's trying to get inside the minds of psychopaths so yeah i'm super weird that i'm into that kind of stuff (laughs) but i just find it like fascinating i go down kind of rabbit holes and i tend to kind of like spend if 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 i get onto a topic that i like i tend to spend sort of like three or four months just obsessing about it so i went through a phase with everest as you remember oh my god everest bums me out so much why because there's so many dead people on everest have you not got a morbid curiosity i was only like on a really deep wiki web about the amount of dead people and green boots and shit green boots yeah yeah it like keeps me up at night it makes me so sad have you read grim have you read into thin air no. Oh my God, read that book. Have you seen Everest, the movie? Well, that's what yeah, it's based yeah, on. Everest yeah, is great. Yeah. We had oh the entire on the podcast, who, an Irishman who climbed Everest. Oh, really? Yeah. And still does expeditions. But, oh um, my God, really? The, the oh. stuff he was telling us about like going past the bodies. And yeah. You're kind of just going... He had, a, he had like camera guys with him. And he was saying that like they, they got to the summit. He was doing it with a mate and his mate couldn't get to the summit, but he yeah. could. So they got to the summit, but then the camera crew were like, we need to get, obviously, the shot. Like, And he was like, yeah. all right, yeah, cool, cool. 
and he is like you're wrecked and everything you're doing is just like in your head you're just saying don't die don't die don't die yeah and he obviously he sat down then to like sort of just sort to recoup for a minute while the lads were doing the filming and he's kind of looking around and he's looking around and he's like oh there's scott fisher Scott Fisher's been oh, dead no. there for 20 his buddy's been there for 20 years like but it's the mor- it's a morbid fascination though yes. isn't it and that's 100%. why I think people are fascinated by psychopaths and fascinated yes. by these kind of things it's just that morbid I mean it's the same reason why people slow down when they pass a crash, crash like yeah, god forbid yeah. that's terrible mm. but it's that it's something in our nature yeah. that makes us just so fascinated when really grim things happen yeah. to other people but yeah Everest that's, bums me out daily yeah, that, that daily <laughs> Oh, oh, well, sometimes I get really bummed out about Everest and just the fact that, like, Patrick Swayze is dead. Do you ever, like, things just... <laughs> do you ever, like... <laughs> do things just pop into your head and you're just like, shit, that, that sucks, like... Do you know? But maybe not. I shouldn't laugh at somebody dying, but Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze being dead. No, like, some, does that not bum me out sometimes? No. It really does, like... <laughs> he was just such an effervescent life force, you know? And, that and is he's gone. Brilliant. And it yeah. sucks. But, like, like, you have to move on with your life. I'm, no, no, not not on the same not on the same level, but once it got really emotional that Pavarotti was dead. Yeah. Pavarotti, really? Yeah, yeah, no, I was locked. <laughs> yeah, that's just in game. I was locked and Ness and Dharma was playing. I was like, I never got to see him live. No, but the, these <laughs> to are play the one song. Yeah, yeah, it's super morbid. Yeah. But yeah, no, really fascinated by that kind of stuff. I can yeah. imagine you now before your lunch break and work and you're kinda of going Patrick Swayze. Yeah. I do bring him up a lot, yeah. <laughs> I really do. And like talking about getting into wiki webs, I know yeah. most things about him. Like he he met his wife when he was like studying to be a dancer in New York and she was in a dance studio and they just had this incredible love story and then he made all these amazing movies and and he could sing as well and then he died. That's sad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you, Neve. That's, I know. Yeah. That is very sad. It's very yeah. sad. All out of the blue. Sometimes oh. I don't watch Dirty Dancing because I get so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's him in his prime, man. Um, yeah. I <laughs> often think of Harold Bishop from Neighbours. You, used to love you Neighbors. keep them thoughts yourself. He's please. dead. Is he dead? Oh, shit. No, wait. Sorry. Worst journalist ever. Is he dead was what I was meant no. to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ooh. No. Because I used to, I used to love neighbors and I used to love Harold and Madge. But didn't he die and then he came back? Yeah. Right. He no, he Jesus. went missing on the rocks in, he in went neighbors. On the rocks, yeah. And no one seen him for years. And Madge moved on, got a new yeah. husband, and then like five or six years later, he uh, showed up. He Do you know what I found uh, fascinating? <coughs> Harold Bishop, the person, the real person, yeah. was a producer in neighbors for like twenty five years. While acting in it. While acting in it. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's one of those people who So never he didn't go missing, he was still there. Yeah, he was there. Oh, I thought they wrote him out of the show because he was moving on to no, Hollywood. No, he's a producer. Like Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Thor started on Home and Away. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I did all the, Aussie I did, actors. I did the Neighbours tour. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was that like? Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah? And they... they uh, is that a loose definition of brilliant? No, Is it just really walking you around it. one cul-de-sac? Like, yeah. or? It's a private cul-de-sac that they um, have... private what? Private cul-de-sac. <laughs> cul-de-sac cool it's it's like a it's a lighter e you're putting too much emphasis on the e <laughs> you little tick cul-de-sac cul- yeah cul-de-sac yeah you're cul-de-sac. saying cul-de-sac <laughs> cul-de-sac nailed so, it yeah nailed it it's like a private estate that they're only allowed to use for certain yeah. uh, <laughs> times of the year. But 
when you start the tour, I think we lost him. He's gone. No, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Forget, forget him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you do the tour, yeah, um, a former cast member does the tour with you. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm distracted. That enthusiasm, <laughs> <laughs> that enthusiasm level went down. Let's move on. Can I tell you? I just loved Harold Bishop. I was the home and away girl. I was oh. never a big neighbors fan. I was a neighbors guy. But I have to say about Harold Bishop, though, he's one of those actors that I've never seen a picture of him as a younger man. Like, yeah, you know, he's always like, that age. Like yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yes. Like, he's always been Morgan that Freeman. age. He's been old forever. Yeah. He's been old <coughs> forever. And like Maggie, what's her name? Jigan Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just created a new podcast. I think so, yeah. Trying to pronounce Trying words. to talk. Yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, Maggie, the old woman in Downton Abbey and oh, the old woman in... Oh, she's ba- she was in Sister Act. She was I, the nun in Sister Act. I know you're on The older one. Yeah. I was going to say, there was a lot of nuns in Sister <laughs> Act. <laughs> she was <laughs> the nun in Sister Act. You'll need to act. narrow that one down for us. She was the bitchy nun. I, I know you're on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah she's yeah. always been the same age. Yeah, yeah. She's, I've never seen like a Judy younger Dench picture. Judy Dench is another one. Judy Dench, yeah. yeah. Always been a grown-up. A grown-up Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's another one. They've yeah. always been grown-ups, yeah. Yeah, Helen Mirren looks well, though. She's she does, in fairness, yeah, for a woman of her vintage. Yeah, she's yeah. about uh, 75, 80. Maybe? Helen Mirren? Yeah. That's older than my granny. I'd say so, yeah. No, she'd be yeah. in her 70s, definitely. Do you know who else is really old? Um, what's her name? Jane Fonda. Yeah. You see her on Graham Norton. Norton. She's very funny. She's very funny. She's 80. Jane Fonda is in my favourite TV show of all time, and she's amazing in it. What, what is, is it? it? The Newsroom. <gasps> yes, man. Yes, The Newsroom. Yeah, no, I like the fellow, newsroom. Fellow oh, nerd. Yeah. Oh, I loved the newsroom. The newsroom was my favorite show ever. Because people because, didn't love it. Um, what you call them? The Aaron Sorkin was yeah. just kind of like, Meh. no, I've yeah, I think I've made a good show and I'm happy with it. And that was it. Oh, what was it? Two seasons? Three. Three. Yeah. Oh my god, when Charlie died, lads. Yeah. The first season was brilliant. Oh. I thought this was brilliant television. I, I loved it. I thought it, it was yeah. amazing. And like coming from. Like, I was such a nerd about it as well. Because mm. I was just like... like This is what happens. I was like, this is what happens. But, I mean, it's not at all what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming from radio and it was just me on a news shift, like, on my own. <laughs> and and there isn't, like, a lovely little alert that goes off. <laughs> and it's like, something's mm. happening. Some some oil is being released in a in a, the <laughs> yeah. Indian Sea somewhere. Like, it's not as straightforward as that. But it was almost like the dream of what you want to be as a, as a journalist and stuff. Oh, I loved yeah, it. it was the, cool the opening show. scene... From the first episode? Yes. Wow. Like, Did you always want to be a journalist? Um, There's very funny footage of me when I'm about six or seven. And I have, it's like a home video that my dad made. And it's me with one of those, you know, the pull down projectors. Yeah. And I'm doing the weather. <laughs> and I'm, I've got a really high pitched voice. Yeah. And all I'm saying over and over again is that it's going to rain. I'm not going to do an impression of it now, but I'm just pointing at the different things. So, yeah, no, I always wanted to do that, I think. And I would, I would write magazines when I was young, like terrible magazines like that were like they had absolutely no journalistic prowess whatsoever <laughs> but I was nine so it was fine yeah, oh, well, that's right. um, yeah. yeah but no I think like it's a funny thing I either wanted to go into law or journalism and I didn't get the points for law I actually had law as my top one mm. and so I went in but I always I always think it's a weird situation asking a 17 year old what it is oh, that you yeah, want to do is. for it's the rest of your case. life the yeah. pressure of it the pressure absolutely I mean I lucked out because I went in then and I did a degree in journalism which I loved but I was really bad at it in, in journal like mm. in college I was 
shite at journalism because really? and people nobody thought that I was going to go into journalism because I was a messer like I'd studied so hard on my leave insert and then when you get into college all of a sudden you don't actually have to be anywhere <laughs> and you don't actually have to do anything so I spent most of my college years like sleeping on a couch eating a chicken roll like I had the best time in my life Sounds and then like a great it was yeah it really was but then after college I was one of the only ones to to get a job like in my chosen field yeah. and lots of people had to emigrate because it was right when the recession hit and trying to be a journalist in 2008 was just a bit disaster well you just knew that you weren't going to get paid for a really long amount of time yeah. so I was just like right and I made a promise to myself and my parents were really supportive of it I was like look if I go because I was lucky enough to get an internship in radio like straight out of college which was great and so there was no jobs going in any radio station and I made a promise to myself I was like right if I go a week without getting an on-air shift. So if I go a week without being in some kind of newsroom or in some kind of radio station, I'll hop on a boat, I'll emigrate, I'll go somewhere else. And I never did. So I kind of like, obviously yeah. things started to move and I was just always at the end of the phone for anybody that needed me. And that's kind of what you needed to do back then. Mm. Um, and things are very different now. Like things, you know, you get internships that have amazing opportunities and stuff. But back then it was, and I know it's not ages ago, it was 2008, 2009, but it really was like base level internships. Like I was yeah. getting sandwiches, I was getting coffees, I was running around. And whenever I had the opportunity, <coughs> I was running into the news booth and, and trying to like learn my trade, I guess, and going out on any kind of assignment. Your apprentice kind of. Exactly getting anything that you could like and I'll never forget one of the big I remember I think it was about like it was very early on and it was either a general election or a referendum with a station that I won't name won't name any names but I went out with the head of news at, at the time and, and she was just this like most head of news are she's a formidable woman and she still is and really highly respected and anyway I was just kind of the little one who was running after trying to learn and there was politicians everywhere and I was completely starstruck and it was at the time of flip phones do you remember yeah so yeah. I had this pink Motorola flip phone <laughs> yeah and uh, I loved it because it was pink it was a pile of shite like <laughs> and I remember we lost our feed back to the newsroom so this woman told me she was just like just run outside and get signal and and call it in I was like yeah of course I'm gonna do this I'm gonna nail it I'm gonna be the best journalist ever and it had just broken and we needed literally like five minutes to the top of the hour so I ran out of wherever we were I think we were in the RDS and I ran out and I like I got my flip phone I was like I'm gonna call in they're gonna love me and I opened up my flip phone and the top of it just went and fell on the floor in front no of yeah way. so my flip phone just Flip, flipped in half and of course I was too mortified to run back in and to tell my head of news that I'd fucked up my first kind of real assignment that I was given so I just I just went home really? <laughs> no way yeah. I love that when you said there I was, I've probably done enough for the day so I just left yeah, I'm out I'm done when, yeah. you, when you hear I love any kind of journalist or author or writer that we've had on the podcast yeah. and uh, they say like oh when I was 11 and 12 we used to like you said there used yeah. to make these magazines like Paul Howard when he was 11 or 12 wrote an episode of Only Fools and Horses oh yeah everybody told us no that way. and sent yeah. it to like the creator of yeah. Only Fields and Horses oh you get terrible notions he, he wrote an episode yeah. yeah and your man wrote him the creator John O'Sullivan wrote him a letter back and corrected it and said no. I wouldn't do this I'd do this and yeah. that's just yeah. I mean, it's incre I mean, it's a weird thing, like, when, when you have that in you to almost 
want to do something like that at that age from a young age brilliant i mean it's it's a great thing and like that like being corrected or essentially putting yourself out there for failure is a great thing i think because like the amount of times and we were talking about it before like the amount of times that i fucked up on air when i was starting out was huge like it really was but it it all contributes to the learning process and i think like you have to hold your hands up when you've made a mistake like i've made some serious mistakes on radio but i think like as I got more comfortable and more confident, if you kind of just hold your hand up and, and laugh along with it, it just makes for a much more compelling listen. And I, after a while, whenever I would mess up, I think there was one time I remember, and I'll, I don't mind saying this because he still tweets me about it like every year. I was on Phantom and, uh, oh yeah, I was on Phantom and it was when Morning Glory was there. I was part of the uh, breakfast show and I was just doing a regular traffic bulletin and I was talking about traffic coming into Phoenix Park but I did that thing. There's actually a word for it. I can't remember it. When you get like the first... Spoonerism? When you get the, the letters mixed up. Yeah, the first Anyway, one I said yeah. penis fark. And of course... <laughs> you didn't know. I did. On the radio? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> live, like on the radio. I was like, there's a lot of traffic coming into penis fark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you just want to watch that. And then of course, Richie just erupted across <laughs> the booth from me. And I had to keep going. And then afterwards, of course, they took it and they played it on, on loop. <laughs> and I remember I was in another bulletin. That is hilarious. Penis perk. Penis fark. Yeah, yeah. It was penis fark. <clears throat> I said penis. And then another time I said bank of spank instead of bank of Spain. And of course, I got all the messages in going, I'd like to make a deposit in your bank. And all oh, my shit. God. <laughs> you, can, you can never put it past a bloke to be, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah the tone the tone it? just went swiftly down. Yeah. Have, you seen, I mean, have you seen some of the lads... Uh, reaction today to Keelene Shannon and Katrina Perry being the new no, anchors for 6-1 I haven't seen any reaction behind no. oh, there's just the, the awful it's, stuff it's the bad side of Twitter social media is always yeah, kind of yeah. saying See, isn't it oh it's the gender equality quota and shit like that no oh, they're thought, actually good two good journalists I thought you were saying it was going the other route no there's 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 people giving out like there's men giving is out is it solely about gender like is they're that kind of, they're, yeah, well, they're, they're insinuating saying, that. they're insinuating that they're only being hired because of their to, to cover the female quota oh do you know do you know are you not just I'm bored sitting, with bored the whole gender quota yeah. thing and yeah. to be honest like it was one of the things that just pissed me off as well about radio in general and it's almost it annoyed me so much and it's it's like being a feminist and that word feminazi mm. would just come out and like there'd be people that I would encounter in radio and they'd almost be like, oh, here, this one, like, you know, we'll, we'll rile her up by talking about gender quotas and stuff. And it's like that actually, it doesn't rile me up. It just fucking bores me. Like, yeah. I'm just so bored with it. And I was always bored with being the token woman and stuff. And I know that kind of plays into that gender thing, but it, it's not like you can make content that you want to be focused on women mm. that doesn't mean that you that you want to exclude men mm. it just means that like the stuff that I wanted to do wasn't in the demographic that my station I worked for was aiming for yeah so like and that was attributing to the fact that I was a lot younger than the demographic I was interested in different things and it, it's not about like being like yeah women 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 like we we only want to talk about women's issues and we only want to be girls and it's all about this gender equality no it's just like that's equality is just equality it's equal it shouldn't be about yeah. whether it's a man or a woman i find it boring and it's See, that's, just weird that's the part with that like behind this whole it's not even a debate anymore is it it's more of just this kind of fucking dialogue of bullshit most of the time but like behind all of it it's kind of look at the end of the day 
girls like football, blokes like football. Yeah. What's the big deal? You know what I mean? Blokes like singing, girls like singing. What's the big deal? Blokes can dance, girls can dance. What's the problem? Like, I don't see why there's people out there who are obsessed on that topic is a bloke topic, that yeah. topic is a woman topic. Yeah, yeah. And that's but it's the same thing in that, like, if you look at, for example, radio, and I think it's different if you're looking at, you know, politics and stuff because I do think gender balance is important in those situations mm. but you have to look at the radio landscape as a whole and the majority are men like that's a fact yeah. but also you have to look at their age so the majority of them are also older so it's a generational thing and there mm. are a huge amount of women who are working in radio but who are maybe working slightly more behind the scenes mm, yeah. or working as producers or working as this so it always kind of pissed me off a little bit when people would like expect me to bitch about the fact there wasn't a huge amount of women on air one I'm offended because I am a woman on air and I was always a woman on air so I would always just be like what do you think about having no women on air and I'm like I'm a woman on air so what like what are you talking about I don't understand and also when you look at some of these incredible shows that are out there the huge amount of people behind them are women Mm. so I mean I'm not defending what it is but I'm saying that you have to look at the landscape as a whole and I think that saying something about gender equality now when you look at digital media is almost a little bit lazy because it's actually like and that's why like I'm so proud that what I'm making now is definitely female focused and I'm so proud of the people who are working in in like her.ie and and these kind of things that we know women want to read about and want to hear about um, but I think Ireland almost sometimes limps along by going back to gender equality. And I actually think that it's time for a new topic. Yeah. Or else switch off. Do you know what I mean? Like, just don't don't listen to that show then. But it's yeah. because of social media that we see this as well. Yeah. You know, it's the bad side of social media, like, I yeah. think. Because, like, there's been a lot of subjects this week um, in the media. It's been a bit of a poor week, I think, depressing week yeah. when it comes to news. I mean... The Tom Humphreys situation oh, in that Jesus. his sentence, you know, yeah. um, and then you had Ibrahim Halawi being released, yeah. but then he's obviously acquitted of of what he was originally charged with and spent four years in prison for nothing. Yeah. But then, like, I'm okay with people questioning that, like, to a certain extent, saying like, why was he over there? But to be, for people to just be calling him a terrorist and yeah. like the reactions, you just had to go to hashtag Ibrahim Halawi no. and there's no way you can say Ireland isn't racist based yeah. on that hashtag alone, in my opinion. <clears throat> but it's, yeah. a, it's a funny thing with social media though, because I actually I had Rosemary McCabe on the first episode of yeah. Girls With Goals and she's kind of notorious for being embroiled in these Twitter rows and, and Twitter battles. And we were going back and forth when we were uh, promoting the the episode and we kind of or Joanne McNally who was on it as well just said something about like oh I'm the favorite or I'm the favorite and I was like look don't get me involved in this Twitter row ladies I've never been involved in a Twitter row and Rosemary properly tweeted back and said what because I think she's like one of the most blocked or she's been blocked more yeah. than any other person like on, on Irish Twitter and she's like she's not proud of it but she just knows it as a fact and it's because she's not afraid to speak her mind on Twitter and I think that's a good thing and she she's never like she's told me terrible things about online trolls that have targeted her. And to be honest, I think I was trolled once on social media and it was such an odd situation for me that I I never for a second thought that it was gonna happen. And when it did happen, it really affected me. And that's why, oh, it really affected me. And I, yeah, yeah, so it was, I was driving home from work one day and I got a flat tire and I pulled into uh, an estate 
because I was, you know, I had a flat tire, so I had to change the tire. Um, and a man came up to me and he saw what I was doing. So I like had the tire out and stuff. I know how to change tire, right? Like that's not, that wasn't the issue. This man um, recognized my voice and he knew me from social media and stuff. He was a, he was a, a fan of the station that I worked right. for. So, um, so he helped me with the tire and then he was just like, you know, let's get in a picture. And so I took a picture and sent it into the station. I was like, this lovely man helped me out with my tire and we put it up on the station's Facebook page. And the abuse that I got for not being able to change a tire and for getting a man to help me was just, and literally it was going all day to the point where I had to go into my boss and I was just like, look, I mean, should we just take it down? Cause I'm, I'm being like attacked for being like this awful woman who doesn't know how to change a tire and all this. I was just like, I thought you were going to say the man did something wrong. No, not at all. I was sweating there. No, he was a lovely (laughs) man and he helped me out with my flat tire. And to be honest with you, like, you know, I'm not the largest woman in the world. Like I really did need the help. Like, and Mm. and he helped me out and it was grand, but it wasn't anything. It was just that I took a picture and I was like, this listener of the station helped me out this one day. And all of a sudden I was just this terrible woman who wasn't independent, like shame on you. How dare you? And then people were fighting with each other on the thread. And it just gathered so much pace so quickly. People were fighting with each other. People were fighting with each other then. And it became a whole other issue that wasn't anything to do with me or this listener or this or my flat tire. That's people are just mad. Or the fact that my car is a piece of shit. I was just like, what's happening? And I actually remember I took a picture of myself in the studio with my with my hood over my head and I was curled up like this because I was just like this day. It just I had a ball of anxiety constantly throughout the whole day because my name was attached to essentially this online argument about feminism and I didn't know where it came from and it was just so out of the blue something so innocent like something something so innocent and it was nothing to do with my independence and I was just and I remember like my friend PJ said to me he was just like never feed a troll so I think I, I responded to one comment and of course that just exacerbated the whole situation but like that if you give in to it and if you even respond to these things but you see people like famous people who have millions of followers and the amount of hatred that they must see and how much they are able to hold back. That was Mm. one day in a very tiny amount of time over something very small. And at at the crux of it, it was still only maybe 20 or 25 people you know maybe like 100 comments or something like that like minimal in terms of the huge social media world that's out there and it still really affected me and I still think of it as like that one time that I was trolled did you see the um, you know you know the the, there's a funny weather woman the blonde haired woman Teresa I can't remember she's the one who was like don't go outside or no no she does the weather kind of after the news and stuff like that and she you know does what you wanted to do yeah Yeah. but it was on the cutting edge last week um, Brendan O'Connor's show that Mm -hmm. I really love Um, and a troll um, actually took the time got a, a notepad a pen and wrote a very horrible letter I saw this to this weather to the weather woman who was oh, she's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Like she, she was she was famous for saying a little tribute to David Bowie when he passed away, yeah. and she included. Oh, when she's done a Star Wars poem or something. Yeah, like that as well. she does Star Wars poem. Yeah, she's yeah. she's yeah. very humorous. She said something awful about like stop trying to be famous. Stop trying to be famous yeah. and stop. You you don't look well and yeah. Like it, like, it was a letter. It was a handwritten letter that he consciously said to himself, "I'm going to write this. I'm going to post this to my Aaron." You see that fucker, right? Like arseholes like that us talking about it is exactly what they're hoping for that, you know what I mean that's why they do shit like this yeah. because so they're looking for that she bit of attention she posted on Twitter 
Yeah, she posted. And she said something along the lines of, I think I've got nice legs. Yeah, because he said something about her legs as well. Like just, but that's it. You have to think about, and it is, it's almost like feeding into it. It's almost like, are we actually feeding them by talking about them? But it's because you just can't imagine why they would do that. I I try and it's like going back to talking about the psychopaths. Like Mm. I do find it quite fascinating because it's almost like they they think they're hidden by just having like a random picture of like a Man United jersey and and having like loads of numbers in their handle on Twitter or something. But they're there and they're sitting at home and they're feeling some kind of sick gratification from either getting getting a rise out of people Mm. or just at least thinking like, well, at least my little input's gone out there. And people who are like working and people who are busy and people who who do these kind of things don't play into it. And I think that takes a strong thing. But there's there's definitely something to be said for for the social media in terms of what it's allowing people to say to yeah, other people yeah. it's like not only awful racist things or sexist things or ageist things but also e- like everything like everybody's everything. a journalist mm. you know everybody and it, i've really noticed it when big events have happened in the media i've noticed it in terms of like people posting pictures and people doing this like my twitter i really only use for work yeah and i and when big things have happened like i remember like when the boston uh marathon bombing bombings happened and stuff i remember like watching it and i remember knowing that i was going to go into work and have like this awful day because obviously it was an awful thing and i think i actually tweeted at the time i was just like you know sensitive reporting is needed at this time like don't tweet pictures of people when their loved ones don't know yeah. what's happening yet like it's irresponsible journalism and it's not right and it, it just gives it just gives everybody so much right to do what they want so i like have social media I use Twitter mostly just for work, mm. but I'm always very careful of what I write because mm. it's it's just, you have to be cautious of, of what you're doing. And people who aren't cautious, like are now being called up on it for certain things. Yeah, you know? big time. Rightly so. What are, you said this four years ago, how you, you know, yeah, th- yeah. people are always. You see, well, that's, well, that's it. Like, Bellends. Bellends is right. Bellends is the best word ever. Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what you're describing, Eve, is, and I agree, with everything you're saying this whole thing of citizen journalism as yeah. some of them like to call it as, if they're, as if they're doing a duty to the, yeah. the general public and I'm like you've posted photos of victims of a shooting yeah. online like yeah. you know what the fuck like you know what I mean I don't want to see any of that no some I don't people see are just arm fall unless it's an action movie yeah. yeah, or something. I don't want to see someone's arm fall off or their yeah. leg. And it's also feeding into the people who are committing these atrocities as well because they know yeah. that people are going to be instantly doing this and that's what they want. It's like online trolls. They want that immediate attention yeah. from people. Like they want to know that they're going to go live straight away and it's this whole new, I mean, again, mm. it's back to the double-edged sword of this new age of technology. Like yeah. everything yeah. is there instantaneously, which can be a good thing and which also can be just a horrific thing but, as well. But what I'm, uh, horrific is right, but what I'm, what I'm, what I'm uh, not looking forward to is the repeal the A referendum because yeah. it's such a sensitive subject yeah. to many people that uh, pro-choice, anti-choice, um, I mean, some of the rows I've seen on Twitter, like, yeah, it's just, it's like no other referendum I've seen. It's one of those odd, it's a, it's a tough topic because it's one of the things as a journalist that I've actually, I haven't, like I, I support it 100%. I think the Eighth Amendment should be repealed yeah. and I've no qualms in saying that. But like as a journalist and as a news journalist for so many years, 
I felt like the balance um, can sometimes be skewed. And when you're, especially when you're reporting for a station, you need to maintain that balance legally, yeah. you know, in terms of the law. And I feel like with the Eighth Amendment, it's like that. There are so many people who are really, really outspoken. And then, of course, there are people who are against it. And because it's going to be a referendum, I think that it should happen. I think that it should happen sooner rather than later. I think that the people should decide. And I think, like you said, because it's such a sensitive topic that the reporting has to be done accurately and it needs to represent, like any referendum, both sides of the argument and then let the people decide. But this is the thing, though. This is the the concern I have because the marriage referendum... Um, and when RT and all the the, the stations and the, and the TV station, radio stations, and they fulfilled their obligation of doing kind of 50-50 yeah. kind of information, like I was, I was obviously voting yes. Now, when I was watching debates unfold and the no campaign, the shite that you had to listen to. I know, yeah. Like... I'm f- I'm finding it, it's re- history is repeating itself with the pro choice anti choice. Uh, I'm pro choice. Yeah. So I'm finding not that's not true. Like, do you know what I mean? The stuff that they're coming out. The with stuff that they're coming true. out with, like yeah. the p- people. Um, Senator Ronan Mullen has come up. He came up in the marriage referendum so many times. Yeah. And now he's coming up. He's been that a committee stuff. Maddie McGrath walked out the a committee. I saw that because yeah. he didn't want to listen to a professional yeah. talk. Yeah. It's just boiling my blood well, already, and we're not even into referendum season. I know. Yeah, but you see, that, and that's what it boils down to. Like I'm, look, I'm in favour of repeal as well. But it's like you were saying, it comes down to this whole thing of both sides have to be represented, mm. and what they do with that representation is, you know, it's. But they have to be represented with facts. But you you see, can't just <clears throat> ignore facts to suit your argument. Well, you see, but this is, and again, this is what uh, comes back to oh, about Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, people do it all the Fake time. News. No, and it's that whole, it's that whole adage of like, I mean, like the Irish Times this week, for example, played the whole, like the thing that they really push on is just facts, no agenda. Hmm. Yeah, when Tom, Tom was, was sentenced, that piece they came out with a headline that was acclaimed sports writer sentenced. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Not. Vicious yeah. convicted predator well, pedophile. Like yeah. the the whole thing is <laughs> You know how, what I mean? Like yeah. for fuck's sake. How how it's all presented and all that. And look if whoever, if it's Ronan Mulner, if it's whoever that's from, you know, the the people who want to save the eighth as they're saying. All the they, they have I think to, have it, to needs, say it needs to be like we need to be careful as well because there is still mm. huge amounts of our society that's really archaic yeah. in terms of the hold that the Catholic Church still has. I mean, we all, especially us, like being so young. Obviously, I'm only 21. Um, mm. but, um, <laughs> like, <that>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you watch our mouth. <laughs> Age previously disclosed. (laughs) (laughs) But we always, we feel like incredibly liberal and we feel like we have the right to say and to do whatever we Mm. want. And it's great that we're actually a part of this new generation. But like I got Bebo in my first year in college. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we we are still new to this. Like we, like I don't know about you guys, but I grew up going to mass every single week, sometimes twice a week. Mm. My grandparents were staunchly religious. You know, like we have things that happened to our family that have happened because of the catholic church so i mean that we still although we're out there marching and although we're out there and being like this is our choice and this is everybody's choice we're still a part of a society that has roots that are still deeply ingrained within the catholic church and there's still 
elements of that that run through politics that run through education that run through so many parts of our society and so when it comes to such an important referendum like this like you said the facts need to be clear we need to make sure that we get out and vote and we need to make sure that we're continuing to move forward in the way that everybody wants to whatever choice that is Mm. but I feel like the general consensus of our generation is that we need to repeal it and we need to move forward with the rest of the world because we are a little island on our own in the Atlantic and sometimes we forget that actually there are parts of our society and it wasn't too long ago that Mm. we were in complete control by an organisation do you know and and I wouldn't be surprised if history repeated itself and we had a home to vote um, situation with the repeal the A. Yeah, well, that's it. That's why we have to be careful. But that's know? but that's where mobilising the, the the voters comes into it mm. as well. Like, and look, mm. I'm I've no and yeah, look, facts have to be represented and all that sort of stuff. But in saying that, like, I don't care who it is that lives in me cold sack so long <laughs> as they get like I, I'm gonna like if they if they want to say if they eat, fair enough, that's what you want to do. I'm gonna go the opposite way, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep it respectful. Don't be an arsehole. That's that's be keep it respectful. Exactly. And I don't think be an that's arsehole. a really important word, I think, because. Like when we all look at our families, we all I think everybody in Ireland can has somebody in their family that they don't agree with in terms yeah. of politics or if it's in terms of anything to do with anything controversial. There's always that crazy uncle in the corner who's saying something a little bit racist and yeah. you're just like Let's lock that down. Let's yeah. just bring it back down. But I mean, you it's still, only for the laugh, don't yeah, you? But I mean, this is it's only a joke. It's yeah. only, a, but you still, you still love that uncle, you know. But yeah. you just wish that that uncle like understood things a little bit better. And it's yeah. not about forcing your opinions on them. It's about understanding that sometimes it's a generational thing, and you have yeah. to. We have to wait for people to catch up. And I think Ireland has been waiting a really long time to catch up with the rest of the world for what is a basic human right which is the Eighth Amendment, which needs to be repealed. And I mean, that's just like base facts. Here I am going, I'm not going to come down on any side, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the fact. We need to catch up with the rest of the world, but and I think yeah. we're going to. But it's, like, it's like what you said there about, um, you know, the, the organisation that used to have a hold on the country yeah. and stuff. Like, I had to talk my grandmother and my auntie um, into voting yes in the marriage referendum. Wow. And it wasn't because... It wasn't because cause I, I asked him. I said, well, "What do you? I suppose you're going to vote yes, are you?" Mm. Spoke to my grand now. Suppose you're voting yes. He goes, "Ah, yeah." Spoke to me granny, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. I was watching um, the Late Late Show last night, and they had the debate." And I said, "Yeah, what w- what about it?" Like, and she's like, "Then she changed the subject and goes, you know, my daddy would have voted no." Yeah. I was like, "My, my great granddad," and she's like, "Yeah." I said he was born in 1910, 19 whatever, twelve. Yeah. And she's like, I said, Granny, time has moved on. Yeah. Like, are you going to, like, say if I was um, gay and I, would you deny me my happiness of getting married? And then she started crying. I'm voting yes. Oh, no. Yeah. You made oh, her cry. And then, and then and, uh, she cried. Tactic, she <laughs> cried on the spot, right? And then the next day, the Saturday, she rang me and thanked me for changing her mind. And I says, why? And she's crying on the phone. I says, what are you crying for? I'm watching Vincent Brown in the George. <laughs> if I had a voted no and denied these people their Italian 90, I would have been... <laughs> I wouldn't... They were chanting ole, ole, ole. They were chanting ole, ole in, in, the, in the George. So if I had to deny these people their happiness, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. And I'm like, I'm delighted. 
But that's brilliant. She was probably really proud of her vote then, which yeah. is amazing, yeah. like, when you think about it. And that's just um, a simple conversation that you had with her. And what you did was you made it about your her family. You made it personal. Yeah, mm. She probably on, never thought about you being gay or thought about your happiness. Yeah, exactly. She was just coming from it from her own point of view, thinking about what her dad thought, you know? Did you have so, any experiences with that with family? Like, what my experience? Um, <laughs> Nothing as amazing as that. But no, I mean, no, that's the best you thing didn't, I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, the Italian 90 bit got me, man. The Italian, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, like, with my family, thankfully, we, we all, like, pretty much kind of agreed on it, you yeah. know? And we all talked about it and... and we all like I come from a family of people who've always allowed us to express ourselves from a very early age which I think is a really positive thing Mm. and I come from a small family it's just me and my brother so um and we're starkly different like he's in finance and he's like super intelligent he's (laughs) he's really rich and he always said to me he was like Neve you're gonna end up singing on O'Connell Bridge and I'm gonna be loaded and I'm like yeah but I'm gonna be happy (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna have a rich brother and you're gonna give me loads of money Money, yeah Yeah. you're gonna be loans that I won't give back yeah but no my parents always brought us up to be able to do whatever we wanted and to be able to yeah oh, I only asked because you said us. you used to go to church maybe twice a week oh yeah well, so my I thought gran- there was an influence there well my grandparents now they've been dead for a few years but okay. I would imagine that if they had still been alive there probably would have been some interesting conversations cool. yeah. yeah no my nana she used to just cover me in ash like and it didn't even have to be Ash Wednesday like yeah. honestly she was she was, was so fish on Friday yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah I was that generation Friday. man my granny yeah. used to go to mass three times a day it was only on twice in her parish do you know yeah. what I'm saying like, yeah. that's mad though yeah. isn't it that there when they were growing up like yeah. Yeah. you know the, the relationship communities parishes yeah. had with their priests it's yeah. just mad I mean it, at the same time it was a great community like yeah. they, had, they had a lovely life and my granddad was um, oh what are they called when they were, they were able to give out the communion are they a sacra? Oh, I can't oh, there a name for it? Yeah, na- yeah, you have is, to be yeah. like, not ordained, but <laughs> they have yeah. to tell you you're allowed. It'd be like, confirmed. You can't just run up and do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. no, it takes so a special It takes of, a special. Yeah. So I remember like I'd go to, to mass with my granddad and he'd always go up and be giving out the Holy Communion to people mm. and I'd always just be sitting there thinking, my granddad's the best granddad <laughs> because he gives out the Holy Communion. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But it was like, you kind of felt like a little bit special. You kind of felt like you were a part of mm. the church and because he was so special but yeah. yeah now we're very much all the time and it's so funny because now when I go to mass not religious at all anymore but now if I go to mass you know the words just come out of you like you remember everything, everything. like I know yeah. every prayer it's enshrined know, in you like I know every single hymn and I remember the happy hymns as opposed to the sad hymns. The sad hymns were always before communion, but like mm. the happy hymns were when after communion because you knew you were about to go walk home. Like, in the light you were like, I'm going to walk out to the, the car light. park because yeah. mass is over. And we were yeah. so happy yeah. about it. You'd be it. singing that one for days, lads. You can exactly. thank me later. Yeah. yeah, but no, man, I hated mass. I never yeah. liked it. No. Oh, yeah. You're dead right, though, it is. It's kind of ingrained in you. Like, I have no reason at all to remember the word transubstantiation, but it's stuck in there. There man. it is. Yeah. I, mean, I had a, a, an ex-girlfriend whose family went to mass every week and I used to have to go and I always tried to convince myself yeah I wanted to do this but I always used to nod off yeah and I'd be like listening to some of the stories and I'd be like what am I doing here I know I don't believe in any it's of this it's not for everyone man. it's no. not for and you know what There's religion not, just isn't for me I, mean, I respect I, it though and I completely agree with that I do like it is something about the family though like it did bring the family together getting into your Sunday best yeah. and walking down to church like and I and I, I get that I get the community of it but I remember as the years went on and as the Christmases went on and 
you know just didn't make sense it just didn't make sense anymore and like my mom sometimes would say the odd thing about like oh you know we have to go and visit the grave or we have to go Mm. to church and I will I'll go for my parents if we're having a mass for my nan or my granddad or my uncle or anything like that I'll do that for them but I'm not doing it like I don't think I need to go to a graveyard in order to remember my nana Mm. you know I just I'm not a part of that organized religion I don't believe in it I don't think like it's all so mental when you think about the amount that we kneel down and stand up and the bell rings and we have have to like walk over here and like it's it's like something yeah. out of a cult when you think about it. It is. I know oh, it is. That's what like religions it, are. It really it is. It's yeah. just that we're so used to it that we think it's super normal and then you like yeah. you lick your thumb and you go like this and like <laughs> yeah. it's mental like yeah. Yeah. what you're doing. But I mean Because of a book of stories. Because of a book of stories, but to each their own, but I have to say I watched The Prince of Egypt at the weekend and I was hanging right I was so hungover and I thought I want to watch a cartoon they didn't have Pocahontas so I watched The Prince of Egypt have you seen it? no I never even heard of it it just makes you want to be really religious like (laughs) wow uh, okay it's amazing it's the story of Moses but have you heard of the story of Moses? yeah yeah. oh well yeah yeah yeah, it's fascinating and there's songs in it I I didn't realise The Prince of Egypt it's Disney is it? um Oh, I don't know if it's Disney. Probably DreamWorks, I wanted it. Yeah, it was made in the 90s. Ah. And so I think it could have been one of those, like, fern gullies, you know? Like, it was around the time when, like, I know. Fern gullies? What a movie. I heard that years. He was my first cartoon character crush. (laughs) Zach. I fancied the pants off him. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Have you never fancied a cartoon? Um, Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit was too typical. It's a human, though. Like, like, I mean, an animal or something. Yeah, Jamel Murem. what was it? How have we transitioned into American? What was it? American Tale? Yeah, the little mouse. The little mouse's uh, ma. Oh, the mom. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the little mouse. Graham Merrigan. What? <laughs> Always coming for the mouse. <laughs> yeah. You fancied the mouse mom. The in mouse's mom, American. When she finds him and he comes back and all. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I oh, she's lovely. Teenage Simba. Which is the appropriate age for when The Lion King came out Which for is, me. Not baby Simba and not grown-up Simba. But that's fair enough, because like, was, wasn't he kind of modelled on Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who yeah. was a bit of a cutie, like, yeah, Johnny and so, yeah. <laughs> You are right. <laughs> what oh, about man. Ariel? Come on, he's fancy them, right? Ah, Actually, yes. Ariel's a babe. Jessica Rabbit was a cartoon. No, but it's not the same. She oh, was, because she's a human. She's a sorry, human, yeah. Sorry, it's, sorry. it's more about being weirdly attracted to an animal. Like that <laughs> yeah. was... And when you're that age, you're confused enough. Your sexual yeah. awakening is happening. You don't know what's happening. Then all of a sudden, Simba's voice changes. Actually, you know and what? it's a whole new world. And you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, in yeah. fairness, you know what? It wasn't a cartoon, but Skippy. Skippy, really? <laughs> the bush <laughs> kangaroo. Yeah. Jesus. No, no, it was just whenever Flipper. I heard that. Whenever I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Skip? They're stuck in a hole down the road when you turn your second left, turn your second from the view. Have you ever had crushes that are like, you're you're so obsessed that you know you'll never meet this person and you're so upset that you know this love will never happen. Yeah. I, I tweet my crushes all the time. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I've he's, got, he's I've got a new one and it's Killian Murphy. Right. And it's only because I've only started watching Peaky Blinders. He lives down the road. Oh, yeah. Does he? Yeah, he See, don't, don't tell me that now. So I can't really excited about it. Yeah. But like, I only started watching Peaky Blinders. What a show. But I have a proper crush on this man. Like, it's not like... Oh, I like him because he's a famous actor. No, I I'm can see why you would. In love, yeah. but it's I don't even know what Killian Murphy is like. I like that character. 
I am oh, it's the character. Oh, I yeah. have a crush yes. on this character. Yeah. Have you ever seen him being interviewed? Though he's great. He's cool as fuck. Is he? Yeah. Because I've cool heard some fuck. mixed stories about him. No, he's not I've into heard, interviews at all. No, he's like. not into them at all. He does be grumpy, but like, yeah. um, there was one. I've I love this one. There was one where Channel Four um, presenter. I think it was him and and. Can't remember, but Jamie it was, Dornan. No, there was he did him. Some funny ones with Jamie. Dornan. There was him and and a British actor. And uh, the woman, the woman presenter says, oh, so you guys from the UK? And uh, he's like, no, I'm, I'm actually Irish. I'm All from right, Ireland. She's, she's like, yeah, yeah, the UK. And oh. he's like, no. And you could see the grumpy head in him coming out. <laughs> and it was takes, deadly. Takes a copy of the window, shakes the barley out from yeah, behind his back. Yeah. Watch, watch that a minute. Watch that. And then call me back. I've fully, fully convinced myself that the only reason Margot Robbie has married the chap she's married is because she hasn't met me. <laughs> See, but you know that's I mean? it. Yeah. Like, you almost create this thing in your head. Yeah, I'm like, and Margot, then... you just need, I'm telling you now, we'd have to crack. Yeah. And she'd be like, you know what, you're not a looker, but your personality's A1. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Self-degradation it, like. at its <laughs> finest. But it's one of those things that almost as much as, like, Patrick Swayze being dead bums me out, it's almost yeah. like, I know me and Killian Murphy are probably never going to hook up. The man is married. I respect <laughs> that. I respect the sanctity of marriage. But sometimes it makes me really sad because I think we would have the crack. Yeah. And I think I would make him very, very happy. Yeah. Killian but, Murphy, if when, you're listening. Yeah, when you're, when you're coming on, Killian, because you're yeah. only down the road. <laughs> when First Sights Ireland first started I used to, I used to tweet like oh have a crush on Zoe from First Sights Ireland and hashtag okay. First Sights Ireland you, you know? probably aim a bit higher in terms of celebrities mm. now, I know but <laughs> what happened was then the actual person was liking the tweet so they were actually going through the First Sights yeah. Ireland hashtag that's because they're not famous and then I started getting, I was sweating it's like oh no he, no, they're not famous. He tweets his top five lookers from Fair City regularly. Really? Power rankings, will you get it right? Power what? Power rankings. I just want to make sure that's what you said. Fair City power rankings. Neve is always number one. Why not? Like Now, I don't watch Fair City, yeah. so I don't know who these people are that you're talking about. But I don't think there's anything wrong with tweeting crushes. Your, your crushes. I yeah. I mean, I'll continue I, to do so. Well, there's the other there's the other thing of like sliding into people's DMs and stuff. Sure, oh, it's the way, listen. isn't it? It's the listen. way of the future. Mairead Rowan was my latest crush. I've had a crush on her for years. Okay. Now tell me who she is. Um, Mairead Farrell. Formerly oh, Farrell. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Yes. yes. She was on Cutting Edge last night, so I tweeted, yeah. I've had a crush on Mairead Rowan for years now. And would you ever like send a sneaky DM? No. No? God, no. Say what? Do you oh. know, I, I get um, DMs sometimes. Like ask him, ask me out. Off randomers. Off randomers, yeah. And I know that. Do you not have your DMs like closed? No, no, no. They're open. No, right. Sure, I'm not famous, so I'm just like, Grant, <laughs> send them on in, lads. And what? What's the story there? Do you write back? No. Well, see, it depends on their look. No. <laughs> it depends on the date of offer. The thing is, <laughs> like, that you can always tell if someone's like kind of a like a radio kind of person or, or someone who's who's into you because they like think you know you but you get DMs from people that you know that are maybe on the periphery and then I would always know if it's somebody that I don't know because you you have like requests that come in Mm. and if they're not friends with you then it's a request so you have to accept that or not but no I mean I don't I find the whole thing odd because obviously what you're portraying on social media is a version of yourself and it's not necessarily who you are like I'm an absolute head melt I probably look like I'm having the best crack on social media but I'm grumpy and I'm sitting in traffic for seven hours of my day every day so like I don't know why anybody would want to do that but it's definitely a different thing that I've started to notice more have you ever responded to any of them any yeah I have yeah have you ever gone out with any of them 
Um, would you go out with anyone? Um, I'm, not, I'm an open person. I would never say no to any date. No, <laughs> mind, are, I am notoriously single, as my mother says. There so. are lads currently Obviously. typing a DM now while they're listening to this. <laughs> like, hang on, I'm going to play the show here. I mean, hang to on. be fair, like, beggars can't be choosers. And if this is the way that they choose. But, I mean, dating's changed entirely. Yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't get plenty approached. of fish and Tinder. And, exactly. You know? Now, I don't really do that. I'm not really into the online dating thing. Uh, three minutes with him and you'll know exactly how to do it. Really? Prolific. Oh no, I've done it. Like I've one hundred percent done it's it. Bit, it's a bit effort, isn't it? Well, it's not just effort. It's just a bit like, yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I think you get a better sense of who I am in person, mm. and almost the DMs and stuff on social media. I almost feel like it's more of a pat on the back because they are approaching me in a way. It's a digital way, but like I wouldn't get approached in like bars and stuff. That's usually because I'm surrounded by like ten of my friends. We're all married. They're like, we're on a girls' night. I'm like, I'm always on a girls' night. Okay, I would like to maybe have a man tonight. If you could just let that one through, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Let him slide in. Yeah, just let him slide on in. But that's it. Like, I've got a force field of married women around me constantly. So it's it's definitely different. See, uh, you're engaged, aren't you? I am. I am engaged. So I'm completely out of game. I have no idea when people are talking about swiping left and swiping right and swiping up and down. You just li- I don't know. Listen to me. Oh, if yeah. you swipe up, it's a mistake. That means you've super liked them and all fucking yeah, hell breaks yeah. loose. Yeah, I won't super like a day though. Okay, I is, didn't know. Is that actually how you. I thought you. Was no, that a double tap or something? I've super liked by accident and I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> and then it was just everything. My whole screen went blue and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there, there's a new there's a new feature on as well yes. that if you dislike them by accident, you can shake your phone and they come back. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh so you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of thankful I'm not having to worry about this. Oh, it's sounds stressful. It's, so it's the worst. It's so effort. Yeah. yeah. The effort. Even like when the you one? get a chat. I've, I've had one Reese maybe about two weeks ago where I keep getting message off the same person and I haven't responded. Okay. And it's like they're having I a conversation. Put them out of misery, will you? And it's like they're having a conversation with themselves. And it's like. Is that not kind of leading them on a bit? I haven't. How was it leading them on? I haven't spoken to them yeah, at all. They clearly feel an interest in you, and you're just letting them message. Would you not say sorry? Not interested. Good luck. I not, don't know. That's hard. That's a hard thing to do, though. It's a hard thing to, to say to someone like I'm not interested. You know, like yeah. I've 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 heard from people who've been on dates, and you know instantly whether mm. or not you have a connection with them. I think anyway, you kind of know instantly. Ah, yeah. And you know if you get like a spark or if you want to continue the conversation. And I've had people who've been like after one drink, they've said no, sorry, I'm just going to take off. And they, they're fine with that and they just leave. What? I've never been able to do that. Like, because I, be to I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Like, and also, misery, I love like. talking to people. So like, yeah. even if I know that it's not going to go anywhere, I'll have the crack and have a, a few pints and maybe a packet of bacon fries and then call it a night. Yeah. I've never been able to say, this isn't going to work out for me. There, It's more like a business transaction. But mm. actually, that probably should be the way... Like you should do it if you get to a certain age and if your eggs are dying like my mother tells me mine are. <laughs> Don't be laughing at my eggs, boys. Sorry, apologies. They're dying. Apologies. In three years, it will be a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> I'm aware of this. I've spoken about it on the podcast. 
It's going to happen. <laughs> and my mother tells me that all the time. But I mean, Just that's freeze it. them. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. the future. Oh, Jesus, can't be arsed. But this is it. Like, maybe that's, uh, that's we should be treating it more like a business transaction. But yeah. that's terrible. But I can't we're, believe we're you've known people saying, uh, after one drink, right, I'll see you later. This I isn't working yeah, out. Yeah, people madness. have done that, yeah. The yeah. mortification of that. I know. We're, uh, we're running out of time and it's kind of a, a weird thing to kind of... Wrap up on? Yeah, because I was going to... I don't know if I want to transition to it or not, but the whole thing of like random blokes yeah. DMing people and you hear the classic story of the Mickey Pink being sent. The and I'm kind of like... Is yeah. that what we're going to... Are you going to ask me if I've ever received one? Well, I wasn't directly going to, but I was going to say I don't understand the people who think, do you know what? I've never talked to this person before. I know it'll win them over. Dick pic. Can yeah. I just tell you now? Um, No, it, it does not win you <laughs> yeah. over. But I have to say, I find them quite funny. And also, I, the have, of it, like, I have received them. Seriously, from just straight off the bat, just like, there's a picture of me, Dick. Yeah. People are weird, aren't they? And also, I've received them from people that I've known as well. Like, And, and again, I'm just what? like, I don't know how to really like, well, I've been like maybe seeing them or, or, oh, or right, something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's a private thing there. I was kind of like, hang on a second, that's worse no. than a stranger. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cheers, Derek. Thanks, mate. <laughs> though whether you're seeing the guy or whether you're not as a woman i'm just i just don't think it's an attractive image to look at no matter yeah, what I, yeah and i'll leave you with that as well and also no women likes porn i'm just joking i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> it is mad though that like because anytime i've engaged in conversation um on um, what app would it be probably plenty of fish or something back i love then. how we have to check what app it is yeah there's a few now plenty of <laughs> yeah but no but anytime i've started conversations with uh women and you're going back and forth and then they'll suddenly say jays you seem normal and i'm like what do you mean by that yeah well you haven't sent me a pic of your dick yet yeah i was like but like, we've been talking I'm, about an hour and I'm, with and they're like, yeah. I'm with oxana seven years and if she still hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays and Christmas. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Special occasions. <laughs> like, I would, it would, what, why would you say, I don't get it. I don't oh. know. I suppose it's why, why girls send like, you know, butt pictures as well or boo pictures. Yeah, but girls do it as well, but I don't yeah, think they do it. Do I, don't it. I don't think they do it off the bat. I don't think they yeah. say, here, what do you think? And also, we're not getting right up in there as well. Like, we're not like... Like, that's not something, that's for oh. our doctor, do you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not getting in and, like, moving things back and sorting things out so that mm. we can send you a picture of our anatomy. Like, that's, like, full-blown. Your stuff is on the outside, ours is on the inside. Yeah. If you got a full-blown, like, picture of us like this, I know this is a podcast, but, like, yeah, yeah. that's no, not yeah. really inviting. No. It's no. not, is mm. it? No. It would be something where you'd probably turn the phone to everyone and go, oh, Jesus, it is. Right. Or you'd just okay. be like, what yeah. is that? Or yeah. is this happening or, yeah. or am it's, I aroused I'm not sure what's going on here what is going on here I can't believe we're yeah. talking about this yeah, yeah. this is, this is like what? the conversation you have off here yeah, yeah. I know and we're just I, recording I gonna, we've, we've covered a multitude of topics tonight and oh, I wanted to ask you something sorry we were talking about a generational thing right yeah about our generation catching up okay and separating it from that the, was during the serious part this wasn't yeah. the cartoon part no this okay. wasn't the cartoon part yeah okay what do you think of uh, our Taoiseach being 38 Oh, I is it too early or no too young no i no, think it's no. fantastic i think it's brilliant that he's 
that young. I think he's, I think I actually like, I'm a big fan of Leo Varadkar. I think it's great. Randomly, I was at a wedding with him once. Really? Yeah, and he's great crack. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. And like what we were talking about earlier in terms of like, we've kind of been waiting for our whole island to catch up with us. I think having someone in a position of power like that, who's so young and who's like, as in, I, I'm sure that if I sat down and spoke to him about the leave insert, like we'd probably have similar stories. Mm. And I think that's a fantastic thing to have someone of that age in there making big decisions. Yeah. At the same time, we're still having people who are walking out of really important committees on really important referendums who shouldn't be in a position to be able to do that. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. But no, I mean, I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's too young to be Taoiseach. I think it's a it's a great sign of where we're heading as a country mm. and as a nation. Cool. I only ask yeah. because of the subject. Yeah. No, no I, I don't think DA's... I, I don't like Leo Varadkar, but it's not right. because he's 38. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think he's doing a... I think he's doing an all right job for the situation that he's in. But I no, think he's like... Not. I'm only <laughs> There's lots more to do, of course. And in the next hour. Yeah. Look, it's just, we're wow. going to talk about politics now. When is this going? This is Sundays, isn't yeah. it? Sunday, Danny's yeah. birthday. Oh, so. special occasion. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have fun with this, Edda. I think yeah. Santa's going to have fun on. Yeah, she's going to be like, what are you talking to girls about tick pics for, Dan? Hmm? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I honestly don't think I brought it up, but yeah. I can't remember. I may have. No, it, does, it doesn't matter. She rarely listens because she's like, I hear enough of you at home. So and I'm like, thanks for that. Thanks for the sport. This has been great, crack lads. Yeah. Thank it. you, Neil. Yeah. Thanks for me no, for coming out to us. And we went a full nearly hour and a half without asking about squash. I'm sorry. Oh, oh uh, for fuck's sake, no. I wanted to ask you about squash. I play squash. I play squash for Ireland, but there's only like 10 of us that play. So it's not a huge deal. So it's fine. No, but hang on. But you see, this is it. Like, there's more than 10, surely. No, there is more than 10. I'm but just yeah. self degradation. You know, we're Irish. Sure, well, this do is that. the thing. This is the whole like you pl- you represent the fucking country. Like I do. Whenever I made the team, now I made the team last year. I'm probably not going to make it this year because work is just mental, so I'm yeah. not able to train as much. But yeah, no, I mean I've played squash since I was very very young. My parents were playing when they were in their twenties, so they would just bring me and my brother down, and yeah. we got into it. But it's one of those niche sports that people are always like, oh. Oh, and they just kind of have this image of maybe an older man who would play squash or businessmen who would play like really, once a week really and stuff. Really high shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. White, like in suits. Like headbands and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, like honestly, it's an amazing sport. I love it. And also I get to travel with it. So like last year I was in Germany and Helsinki and next weekend I'm heading over to England to play in the inter-counties, which Deadly. is good. So I mean, yeah, and it keeps me... Off the streets. <laughs> Keeps me from dating, you know? Yeah, okay, then. Yeah, because I've dated all the men in the squash community. So oh. I've, I've run out. I might actually have to take up a new sport. Yeah. Get some new yeah. dates before the egg dies. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the Jerry, one egg. Before the geriatric egg. The one thing. egg that I have left, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's just because the, the whole thing of like... <laughs> Girls with gold. Yeah. yeah. Plug that. What's your goal? Um. Get that egg fertilized, Neve. <laughs> is that, is that going to be the, the yeah. final? episode of Girls With Goals where like she's done it <laughs> yeah, she's done it we Ooh, got her yeah. yes. but on a yeah. serious note with the sport mm. aspect of Girls With Goals we always do have an athlete every week yeah they're mate on yeah the bash oh Ash you had the Ash the bash yeah. she's brilliant and she had Joanne McNally on as well and yeah they're mate Joanne yeah, yeah no they're brilliant and actually this week we have we're interviewing Paula Radcliffe who's not oh, an cool. Irish athlete no, but, but who obviously well. is just and actually when this podcast goes out it's going to be the Dublin City Marathon so we're talking to her on Monday and uh, just she's just an incredible athlete. But I I think like the spotlight on sports in Girls with Goals 
again when we're talking about the media landscape and stuff you know Irish women and, and sports women just don't get as big a platform as men in sport do yeah. and it's something that I've always been really passionate about and Girls With Goals originally was predominantly just a sports podcast but Maximal Media were able to help me kind of develop it into what it is now which yeah. is more than I could have hoped for and I, and I love the current what it is but at the same time sport will always have a place there because mm. I just think it's really important to highlight these women who are just reaching incredible feats in their different sport and it doesn't matter if it's Gaelic football or if it's as random as squash or anything like this like I just love hearing their stories I love hearing about how they balance sport with their home life and with their relationships and with work it's hard like being a female athlete you know there's a, these women are just have huge amounts of dedication for their passion and, and a lot of the times without getting any funding and a lot of the times without getting paid you know a lot mm. of them are are amateurs a lot of them are professionals but like I know for me anyway like I spend more money going to tournaments not necessarily getting paid for winning any tournaments mm. but I mean you do it for the love of it and yeah. and that's kind of the key thing about sport which I think brings everybody together and that's why with this podcast as well it's about creating that community and and I love that loads of sports women that I didn't know are following me on Twitter and I love that I'm getting to reach out to them and talk to them and, and hopefully get them on the podcast and we had this amazing girl on uh, Caro Donovan who's a kickboxer and yes. she and she has Crohn's disease and she just had this incredible story and it's like that it's about touching into communities that maybe don't get the platform to talk normally mm. on like radio or on TV or something and they're out there and they're working really hard and, and they deserve to tell their stories so yep. I like talking to them about it and it Deadly. makes me feel really bad about how I'm not training anymore but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll train I'll train so that's, that's pretty much a perfect note to end on I think it's what? That, that's a perfect note to end on oh yeah it is it's better than penis pigs I think so yeah, definitely um, yeah. <laughs> girls with goals and people can get it on people iTunes. People can get everywhere. it on iTunes and SoundCloud and they can also see it on our site, her.ie. We push out loads of editorials on it every time and it comes out Monday mornings at 7 a.m. And actually this week we have Paula Radcliffe, which is going to be fun. And we are also talking to Alison Spittle, the comedian. And we're also talking to Anya Malloy, who started Girl Crew, which is that amazing Facebook phenomenon that's now gone global. So Deadly. yeah, cool. you may not know a lot about it but it's just this incredible thing that's now become this worldwide business and started right here in Ireland they just saw something Excellent. that wasn't there they wanted to go out for a dance they wanted to go out with girls and they went on Tinder and they were like I just want to go hang out with some girls and they just started this incredible community so wow. yeah it's really really cool Is there details so, will you? yeah <laughs> you'll probably find them on Tinder yeah, yeah you find me he's, as well go on go on he's the only person I know that's completed Tinder like it's completed <laughs> And if people want to follow Every you... Every day, I run out likes after five minutes. No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> if people want to follow you... Uh, it's at Neve underscore Mar. I actually got there before. Like, you know, you have to add some numbers and stuff yeah. like that. Neve Mar is just my name on Twitter and Instagram, at Neve underscore Mar as well. So you can find me on all the social media platforms. I'm kind of annoying on social media. But I, sure. I quite like, and that's why the squash thing, because I didn't know about squash until I started following on social media. Oh, like, people tell me, oh. yeah, sure, either, you're either in a radio studio or you're on a squash course. But yeah. like, <laughs> I, I actually did live Instagram story a date once. 
and then I was given out it for that. <laughs> Did <laughs> you? Yeah. Like a first day? Yeah, I was really hungover and I was going to cancel. And then I like documented the whole thing of me like going to the Lewis and being like, oh, Jesus. And then when he went up and got a drink, I was just like, you know what's going on? And did he know you were doing it? He, no, he didn't know. No. And I put like little eggs on every story to represent my eggs <laughs> that were dying. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. That's kind of bad one, one of the eggs was like dropping off every every story because it was just like oh, dying brilliant. eggs. But then I actually stopped because he was a really nice guy and I didn't want to like take advantage. Ah. Yeah. And did you then see him again? He didn't call me. <laughs> oh, little dope. Because probably because he was on your Insta story. Yeah, I know. He's like, hang on, she started off with twelve eggs. <laughs> was I being raided in eggs? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this? I was fertilizing him against his not against his knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm just gonna let's. I'll leave. Yeah, yeah no, that's it. Yeah, we've hit our giddy right. peak, right? Thanks, um, thank you so much for having me in. I love the podcast. Wow, thank I know you. I'm obviously more famous than Jamie Heaslip, so mm. I'm pres- I'm presuming that this episode we is just gonna, go up. Is just, just gonna yeah, do yeah, great. I think up. you had a little dip there when you had Paddy McKenna in, but you recovered. <laughs> 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 He's gonna kill you me. You recovered after Paddy. Um, don't forget that there's 120 other episodes you can go back to or you can check out the mini podcast the 600 that's there every (laughs) jeez I'm gone Uh, it's there like every Thursday or Friday or something depends on when I'm you know like able to edit and upload it and all that sort of crap do that Uh, cold do it I love listening to you close the podcast out I'm like watching a pro go on Uh, he's at Medigamania. I'm at Dan John Murray. It's at WTS Pod on Twitter and on everywhere. But it's Facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod. See, now that you've said Sorry, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, normally I, I do Facebook.com WTS Pod Ireland. Normally I do this every week and I just rattle through it. But now that she's like, I want to see this. Yeah. I'm just fascinated. I love yeah. this. I love this. Judging. Um, yeah, so iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere. Just search WTS Pod, lads, and we're there, WTSPod.com. And of course, thank you to Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. As always, FitzpatrickCastle.com. Neve Mar, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Neve. It's been thank deadly. Thank you so much for having me it's in. I class. can't wait for my music that's going to walk me out of this majestic castle. I'm I hope excited. it's the piano player. If he's on, you'll love it. We have a special um, guest, your man who slid into your DMs. Hey! <laughs> um, Mero, until next week, mate. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Good luck. Too sweet.